It's time to dive into the latest news and updates from the Vegas Golden Knights. This is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. And great to have you with us here on this Monday Nighttime at Noon. Dave Gosher, Shane Knighty with you as the Golden Knights get ready to leave here shortly. They'll head to Vancouver, British Columbia for a three-game trip through Western Canada. And they will do it after... A lopsided 7-2 win over the Columbus Blue Jackets at uh, T-Mobile Arena. We're going to get to that. We're also going to be joined by Golden Knights head coach Bruce Cassidy. It'll be a real good time, Shane, to catch up with the coach. Uh, they're on a real good run, notwithstanding the Calgary game here. If you look big picture, what they've been able to do since the All-Star break. Uh, the Golden Knights have been, if not the best team in the league, one of the best. I think right up there with the L.A. Kings, a team there chasing, or Kings are chasing the Golden Knights for the Pacific Division and for the top spot in the West, but what a difference a 7-2 win feels like compared yeah. to a 7-2 loss uh, against Calgary on Thursday. Well, I think about it, and something we've talked about a lot is that break, how important it was, the all-star break for the Golden Knights, uh, you know, the words they said, uh, reset, recharge, however you want to phrase it, but really them coming back prepared to play the right way to get back on track, and they've certainly done that. Uh, you know, there's been a few blips, and, you know, we'll have Bruce Cassidy here. I'm sure there's... As he said, after that Calgary game, he felt there were some areas defensively they'd gotten loose over the last six games or so leading up to it that they wanted to correct at practice. Um, and they've been playing a ton of games every second day. I think, you know, that Calgary game, we've talked about it, Dave, that, that East Coast trip kind of bouncing around, actually went to the Midwest, then back to the East at the final, then back home just that day in between for the third time they've done it. They've been scheduled losses, if you want yeah. to call them that, coming back. Just uh, the Rangers, the Blues, and then uh, Calgary. Those games from returning from East Coast with just one day. It's a tough, tough task, and they haven't found a solution for it yet. But that said, bounce back in a big way. Um, you know, I think there's parts of early in that second period they wouldn't be happy with. Yuri Patero was great, but, uh, you know, the, the good thing is – they got the offense going. They got some guys they needed. Phil Kessel hadn't scored in 15. Jack Eichel hadn't scored in seven. He picks up the hat trick. Uh, Pavel Dorofiev continues to to prove his worth, is what you got to do as a young player. You've got to continue, I think Bruce Cassie said, sustain that level of play. That's the difference of being a call-up to becoming a permanent NHLer. It's too bad the Golden Knights are done with the Eastern Conference. Uh, exactly. They've, uh, they've cleaned up against the East, the best record they've ever had in their history uh, against the East. They finish their Eastern Conference part of their schedule at 22-8-2, so the best mark of any team in the West uh, over the East. But now you get into, Shane, these final, uh, what is it, 11-12 games of the season, including the next five against the Pacific Division. That That is the one area and uh, Bruce Cassidy is on his way into the studio here momentarily that we're going to touch on with him. But their record is really good against the other three divisions yeah. except their own. Now, that being said, they're still number one in the West. They're still number one in the Pacific. So they have been able to make up for that. But now they've got a heck of an opportunity here with these next five, and especially this three-game trip to Western Canada, head-to-head against teams that are chasing them in the, in the West. And Vancouver's out of it, I get it, but Calgary and Edmonton more specifically. And these are the games you want. And before I'm just going to touch on that East, the record before I move on to that is uh, it's great because all we've heard all year long, well, the West, it should just play everybody out of there. Or, or the East, excuse me. Just the Eastern teams. They're the strength. They're the strength. Nobody in the West. Well, you look at the Golden Knights' record. It's uh, you know I don't know what book Bruce Cassidy brought over from coaching <laughs> there so long, but he, ha- he has a, a good book one. Of, he has a book of secrets. We'll have to ask him about. Um, and then yeah, the 
you look at the schedule now for the Golden Knights heading in. This is the type of hockey you want to play. You want you want to prep yourself best you can heading into playoffs. You don't want to just coast and then flip a switch when you get to playoffs. This is these are big games. They've got Edmonton twice, who's right there. They've got the Kings, Calgary, who's going to be a desperate team. You know, they even finish with Seattle. You look at those last two games, who could possibly be opponents. So, meaningful games that. Uh, you know, that's what you want for tune-ups heading into the playoffs. Well, the Golden Knights, as we said, they head out on this uh, three-game swing. It'll be Vancouver tomorrow night, then Calgary on Thursday, and the Edmonton Oilers on Saturday. We mentioned that Golden Knights head coach Bruce Cassidy was going to join us. He's uh, getting settled in his chair as it's we speak. It's not as easy as it looks on those chairs, I'll and, tell you. Uh, yeah, he's going to be athletic, which Shane and I don't have that problem at all. But uh, great to have you with us here, Bruce, and uh, thanks for your time, as always. Um, just, I guess, first things first, Shane and I joked around at the start of the show, and we, we talked about it on TV yesterday, the difference in mood between a 7-2 win and a 7-2 loss. I'd be curious what it's like for the head coach, the change in mood between one game to the next. Well, the, those games are nice for everybody, right, especially at home, hat trick, um, you know, lots of good plays, offense. I didn't think either score was indicative of the game to me personally. Like both Calgary deserved to win. We deserve to win, but not by five goals. So I look at it that way. Maybe it's just a little, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for, karma or just yeah. comes around, goes around. So, But good to get one before we head out in the road. Um, points are tough this time of year. you got to make sure you keep getting yours. You know, check that box of playoffs, and we're getting closer and closer. We were just talking about your record. That finishes the East with Columbus, and uh, I don't know. If you, did you bring a book of secrets over from the East from coaching? Well, you get, you're there for six years, right? You should know something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean. Well, you got guys that have been in the West, but, yeah, that now you've got the, the West and all these meaningful games. I was saying kind of like that as a player heading into the playoffs. You know, these are the games that you've got to be prepared and kind of sets you up for that type of playoff mentality. Yeah, I hope our guys take that to heart this week, that it's it's the beginning of a run. Um teams are going to see so um recent memory will, will will help both you know you know the, your opposition knowing how you how your the, the ability of your team to play and perform this time of year so hopefully that's part of it as well uh, obviously i need to educate myself better on these western conference opponents uh you know both johnny stevens and craig are the coaching staff been here the players so i mean they'll get it you know they'll get it right but for for me myself i know personally have to do a deeper dive now this time of year uh, before you're trying to I've said it all along I think I've always been more focused on my own team but now you know you got to be a little more opponent specific as you get closer to 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 April in the second season down to the final 12 games Bruce the next five against Pacific Division teams Um, you touched on it yesterday in your post-game press conference but maybe if you could um, give us maybe even a little bit more of an update. Yuri Patera now assigned to the Henderson Silver Knights. Where do things stand? We see Thompson on the ice. We see uh, Brossois on the ice. And, and who's maybe the closest to joining Jonathan Quick as a, as a tandem right now? Well, they're both cleared now um, to play. Now it's about getting reps and game speed and all that. And um, they're, Like I said, I don't know who's going to start each game. I know who's going to start tomorrow. Quickie's going in tomorrow because mm-hmm. – um, we want to make sure they come out of this practice healthy. But, you know, maybe as early as Thursday we look at LT or LB and Saturday. We'll, we'll make that call as we get closer. Um, but it's good to see there's been no residual effect from the injuries from practice. Will that be the case in the games? We'll, we'll find out. So we've got to find out next, right? And we've got to get, <coughs> excuse me, we've got to get them some work because, you know, eventually we've got to shore up sort of what our order is going to look like. 
um, as we go forward here. But like I said, one day at a time, let's get them through practice and obviously a game and and hopefully they come out of it okay what's it say bruce about your team that you know we talk about you you've used five different goalies this year but it's been five since the all-star break you know so we're talking what a month and a half or five weeks that you're tied for the most wins in the league since the break and you've had five different goalies you've had to use and they've all been good in in one games for you what's that say about your group in general to be able to overcome that at this point in the season well I, i do believe it says something about the team in front of them and how they're playing so that's a credit to the players that not getting rattled who's in nets, and it's a credit to the structure I think we've built in to allow the goalie to go in there and be comfortable. It's a credit to the individual going in. I think Sean Burke and Freddie Brathwaite have done a good job with our goaltenders, obviously, all year working with them. Um, so there's a lot of kudos to go around. Um, but, yeah, I think you have to have a decent team. You're not going to be able to wheel that many guys in there and, and get wins. So, uh, like I said, I think it's just the, the – the, the Golden Knights crest and guys representing it well no matter who's in nets and have done a good job and some nights we've had to score some goals to you know support the goaltenders other nights it's block shots kill a penalty whatever you have to do to keep the puck out of the net different ways to win that's what's impressed me most about this team we found different ways to win with as you said five different goaltenders well not only goaltenders and you coming in Golden Knights last year a lot of the storyline was the injuries again this year you've tested the depth of the organization you did it up front you've done it on D now you've done it a goal but now you're even seeing a guy like Dorofiev who scores again last night and how is it for a young player like right now maybe a little easy because his confidence is high because he's getting rewarded like that is it harder when he kind of comes in a slump to coach him through that is it easier now well I think well we will see that eventually because yeah. right now it's going well for him but I look at it, he's created a lot of his own opportunities yeah. by going to the blue paint and taking hits to make plays and cross checks and getting involved there yeah. so it's not like he's getting these wide open tap-ins yeah. that you know you, you know you might get lucky for a week or so and be the beneficiary of some great plays so he's gone to the blue paint he's made some plays uh He's complimented two really smart, cerebral, uh, hard-working players that play 200-foot games, so he's been a nice fit for them. You're not sure how that's going to work out. Uh, he's brought a little juice to them with uh, you know, being a young guy. I think when young guys come in and play well, it excites everybody. He's a good kid. Seems like a say smile much. on all the time. It, you know, it is. It's, it's nice to see that. Um, and I looked at Patera like that, too. He was yeah. a kid that was excited to be in there, lots of energy, and um, so I think that can give your team some juice this time of year. And as an organization, there's nothing better than seeing young guys push from underneath. Let you know that you want to see the growth, but also for the guys in the room realizing, oh, here's a guy <laughs> coming after my job. I mean, you you know, you oh, live yeah. that life where it's you know you got to make sure you take care of business, and you're a little more focused when those younger guys are are, are doing good work. So that that's the part that excites me, and I'm sure they you know the you know, management and, you know, uh, player personnel, everyone's, uh, you know, that all the work they put in to see uh, the benefits um, come through, I think is exciting for everyone, but specifically th- that area of the organization. You mentioned at the time, Bruce, when, when Dorfeev came into the lineup on the road trip, uh, it was going to be for Keegan Colasar, and they had a conversation with Kelly McCrimmon about where's the best spot to put him. And, and I wonder, you know, baseball sometimes, a guy's a, a home run hitter in AAA, and they call him up to the majors and they hit him ninth, and it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. Did you take that into consideration? Dorfee had 27 goals last year, and he's an offensively well, yes. skilled guy. I talked yeah. to Krim about that. I said I did not want to play him sort of with go on the road and like the checking role of maybe with Bluger and yeah. and and uh, who was playing with Howie then when Coley yeah. had, I think it was, so coming out of Carolina is like, we wanted to use him even before that to get a look at him because and 
the end of the day, now the teams, we go into Tampa, we win, we go into Carolina, we win. So he probably, I don't even know if he was going to play in St. Louis if, <laughs> if Cole doesn't. So I was almost like, well, I, you know, I got to be, I'm not that guy that won't change a lineup if we win. I'm not superstitious if we have a guy who needs to go in or whatnot. But I did tell Krim, we got to put him in a position to succeed because we don't know how much we're going to see him. So he's going to have to play a little bit up in the lineup with some, some give-and-go hockey type of players and so that's how we landed on Carly and and uh, Smitty, and so far it's worked out really well for him. But I've always believed that. That's probably my life in the minors gauche yeah, mentality yeah. that, you know, if I ever got called up and, you know, couldn't play to sort of my strength, I always thought, yeah. well, it's going to really work against me because I'm probably not here that long anyway. So yeah. I try to allow the players to do that when you can. You know, there's other guys from your lineup that work hard on the fourth line that also deserve a chance to move up. You don't want to take away from that either. But in this case, it just worked out because the pieces kind of fit. And I think our fourth line, they know how valuable they are, so they don't even consider themselves that. They, the, you know, they're going to get their minutes and their opportunity. I was going to ask that fourth line. You, you set kind of an identity for it, but you've multiple pieces. The, the original fourth line is out right now. Carrier, Wah, Colasar. But last night, it was another new look. You had Howden, Bluger, and Amadio. They started the game and had two grade-A chances and a, and a bunch early. How, is, is that because of the identity you've set, or you just think everybody kind of buys into that well, role? I think, they, I think they buy in. I yeah. think they do. And Now, Bluger's done that his whole life, yeah. and I think Howie, that's one of his better spots. Yeah. I think if it, we put Howie up where Barbashev is right now, I don't know if he would have complimented that line as much as maybe where he, where he is down below. And that's and I could be wrong. I don't want to be disrespectful, yeah. but I just like the job he's done and being a north mentality, play behind them, put them on their heels yeah. kind of, and and uh, they've done that. And Ammo's a little bit different. He's moved all yeah. over the place. but And then there's a certain level of physicality that goes with that line and inside ice. And, and how he's shown some of that, right? He's gotten mm-hmm. a little, uh, you know, ornerier. Yeah. Orner- is that a word? For us. <laughs> so um, you know, over from the start of the year, buying into that, he's watched yeah. how Will Colasar's or Will's uh, carriers played, and Keen Colasar says, "Yeah, I can bring a little bit of that. I can bring some grease to my game." So, uh, credit to him for for you know changing the way he plays a little yeah. bit, his mindset, and it's been real valuable for us. I can't say enough good things about what that line's done for us and try to help us get, get games going or get the, our game back on track. Jack Eichel with a hat trick yesterday, Bruce. You know, Shane was mentioning guys of Jack's caliber that hadn't scored in seven, seven. right? The importance for him to see the puck go in the net, the way, you know, and the way he scored, you know, some different ways last night. But could you speak to that of just what it means for a guy that has the talent and the skill set that he has? Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that. That's funny because I, I thought he's played pretty well offensively mm-hmm. and made some plays and had the puck so um good for him i think those guys need that otherwise it becomes a story and then it's a story and and you know that now you're in your own head a little bit even though you could be doing really good things the team's playing well etc so i thought he's really worked hard on his you know face offs for one jack yeah. has really stepped it up in that area um so he's trying to you know, round out his game. So, but again, happy for him and Phil. It's been yeah. a while for Phil too, right? Yeah. Uh, I didn't think he needed something good to happen. So, probably good for for both guys. Kind of spread it around last night. Is that good to kind of have? You, know, you said maybe it was a closer game, but for them to break out offensively here before heading on a tough road. I trip. think so. Uh, you know, guys don't want to go too long. I mean, we went through it earlier in the year with a number of guys, right? It yeah. seems everyone's lived it on our team for a stretch and and come out the other side in better shape that's the way i look at it we're still a first place team and, you, and just because you had a, a tough three two weeks or whatever we, we're still fine we're okay and that's kind of the messaging 
help the team win, you know, if you're not scoring. Yeah. And I think Riley Smith went through it. Carly went yeah. through it. I see, like, to me, Carly's flying. He's, he's playing as fast as he's played all year. Uh, Marshy went through it right now. He's come out the other side okay. So there's a lot of different guys. Um, and, and as long as you keep winning and the rest of your teammates pick you up, that's always a good thing. And the power play, did you get a good sleep last night? Power oh, yeah. Play See, it wasn't that good. <laughs> we asked you him about the power play when it's we bad. Asked we asked him about it. So you say, no, the power play was right. It was effective. We made the plays that we talked about, getting closer to the net. Yeah. Uh, you know, listen, if one group's ahead of the other, we'll go to that group. Yeah. Like, we're trying not to play favorites. You, you know, you know you need your top group to get their opportunities. But it's okay if the other group pushes them and you have a 1A and 1B and you know, maybe that's what we're setting ourselves up for. Are you at a point now in the season, Bruce, in the final 12 games that it, do you look day-to-day where you're at in the standings or do you not try to focus too much on that? Um, we don't bring it up internally with the players much. Um, more about pockets of where we are during the year and, as you said, divisional opponents. So that will be addressed when we get to Vancouver. Hey, this is we've got to start thinking about this now. Um, I look at it because, you know, I'm kind of thinking ahead a little bit. I've always believed there's – you got to accumulate. You can't have too many bad weeks, never mind months. You know, and our month in January wasn't great, so we had to make up some ground. We talked about playing winning hockey out of the break, and I think the guys have taken that to heart. So I do look at it, and I've looked at sort of now, okay, what are the magic numbers here a little bit? What do yeah. we need to be? Um, how many wins do we need sort of get in first? Some of these things. Yeah. and But it's all hypothetical, right, because you don't know how the other teams are going to play. And a little bit of that. Uh, Gosh is probably because we've got to acclimate some guys back into the lineup here. So there's a little bit of that, like what, at what risk, and and some of that's at the goaltending position. Um, so you you want to make sure that you're giving them the best chance, but you know still taking care of business. I just look at who's in ninth. You, you know, so now you've got a 15 point edge. How far would do you, you ever have to guess fall? it would be? Like now, like know? now, like I'm looking one day Nashville. I'm like, yeah. are they even still in the race? I thought they yeah. traded all their players. They the did. Within striking distance, and then you look and see yeah. like they're still in it. So yeah. well, I know Calgary. I know Calgary's been well talked about, and um, you know we haven't. We only saw Nashville really quick, so you know I didn't remember much about talking about playoffs then. And many, you know, many's had a hell of a run. Yeah. Winnipeg's um, given everybody a chance with their play. Yeah, they, they've, they've kind of gone backwards. So there's always good storylines yeah. within the division uh, and the conference. So. Um, we just got to keep taking care of business. Bruce, thanks for this very much. We yep. appreciate it as All always. Right, All right, Bruce Cassidy yep. joining us. Golden Knights head coach, uh, the team heading out here shortly to Vancouver. Three-game swing, Canucks, Flames, and Oilers. Coming up this week, nighttime at noon with Dave and Shane uh, rolling along here. Quick reminder for you that attention Golden Knights fans, we need your help in welcoming AFC Bournemouth to the Foley Entertainment Group, also known as the Cherries. AFC Bournemouth plays in the prestigious English Premier League, where they consistently take on some of the best football teams in the world. Show your support for the Cherries by catching their matches via stream on Peacock TV. And to learn more and to be a part of this team's exciting new era, make sure to visit afcb.co.uk. Up the Cherries, as they say. Dave and Shane with you, nighttime at noon. Our thanks once again to Golden Knights head coach Bruce Cassidy for joining us. Lots more to come after this on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to nighttime at noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas. And great to have you with us here from our studios at City National Arena, downtown Summerlin. The Golden Knights had an optional practice here at CNA today before the team heads 
to Vancouver in a little bit. A reminder for you that the Vegas Nighthawks return for their second season beginning this month and become a part of the Nighthawks family. Don't miss out on the action. Go to nighthawksfootball.com to secure your seats for this upcoming season. Full season membership started just 15 bucks a ticket per game at the Dollar Loan Center located in Henderson. Visit nighthawksfootball.com for more information. So, um, Bruce Cassidy, you know, we kind of—I wanted to get a better feel, Shane, and, and we might, anyways, on on the goaltending. You know, Logan's tricky, right? Yeah, like Logan Thompson is looking. So he's been out six weeks. Yeah. Right, got hurt the second game back from the break. Lauren Brossois comes in, and you know, it's—you always feel for someone that's injured, but Lauren Brossois, who played you know, so well, mi- played uh, well, missed so much time coming off surgery, didn't have uh, a training camp for the Golden Knights. He comes in, plays real well, then he gets hurt. So. Um, it, I guess it's a good problem to have, though, well, right, I, as you get down the stretch. I think, it, you know, it, it was summed up pretty well when he talked about why they brought Jonathan Quick in, and his conversation with Quick was he's going to have the opportunity to compete. So I would imagine, you know, that's going to get extended for what, you know, Logan Thompson has done this year. He deserves that opportunity to, to win that back. But the key point is you've got you're on the final stretch here they they don't have a lot of time for feeling out okay work your game back in they need guys to come in and be able to execute get back to the top of their game as quickly as they can because you're looking for wins at this time of the year to set yourself best position possible heading into playoffs bruce had said yesterday he said look the reality of it is we have 12 games left the goaltenders are probably not going to get as many games as they want. It's just the way it is. Yeah. Um, that being said, you know, they've got Jonathan Quick, who's come over here and been really good. Um, you know, was him and the team not great against yeah. Calgary, but before that, a 4-0 start with the Golden Knights. And now you've got Thompson, who's, you know, had been the number one guy. Uh, Aiden Hill really not in the equation right now because it seems like he's not, you know, that close to returning, right? And you've got Lauren Brossois. So, um, yeah, it's it'll be interesting to see how they, you know, Bruce just told us Jonathan Quick goes tomorrow in Vancouver, but then is it Logan Thompson against Calgary? Who plays against Edmonton? But all that being said, they have put themselves, you know, in a terrific spot. You know, I was joking around. I just look at who's in ninth, but it's kind of what I do. They've got a 15-point cushion on ninth place Calgary right now. So having lived through what this team went through last year, remember they they were great out of the All-Star break, got hit with another batch of injuries, but – all the other teams had the games in hand. Yeah. I remember we were thinking, well, man, if if those games in hand go the wrong way for the Golden Knights, they're going to be in trouble. Sure That's as heck they happened. were. Now, even though they've got hit with some injuries here, and you mentioned it, Shane, I mean, that if they weren't the best fourth line in the league, they were right up yeah. there with Wah, Colasar, and Carrier. They're all out. They've had goaltenders get hurt. But the trades, right? They bring in Barbashev. They bring in Bluger. They bring in Quick. Before the deadline, and you call up a Dorfiev, call up Dorfiev, and it's done. just a much different deal. Yeah. You know they they've had injuries, but not the decimating long term no. injuries that they dealt with. Um, you know last season coming out of the break, and the, and their play has shown it here. Where you know Bruce Cassidy calls it winning time. You get yeah. into March and April, and then into the springtime, and it's it's time to uh, it's time to put your best foot and, forward. And, and I'm not trying to be biased, but maybe the most important position has been completely healthy since the break and coincides with the record they've had coming out of the All-Star break, that being their defensive. Their yeah. top six have been back since the break. Zach Whitecloud was the last piece of that to join right uh, coming out of the All-Star break. And, you know, they've been able to rotate five goalies successfully through it. They've been, you know, a lot of that stems because 
of that balance and that depth they have through those six guys with matchup that you know they're they're comfortable with you know certainly they're going to have matchup certain lines but they're comfortable with any pair out against any line of the opposition that's invaluable the ability to break pucks out spend less time defensively just adds to those offensive elements of your game so uh, i think that's you know that that's been the biggest thing since the break to me certainly their play has gotten better all around but it helps having that veteran core back together those six guys jack eichel with a hat trick last night how many hat tricks did you have you ever like in your I, my last one might have been uh well i don't know what it's called when i played triple a hockey before the western hockey league okay so nothing in junior nothing in the american league no junior i was a d-man yeah. yeah but yeah you're, you're i was a forward right. then yeah and then I moved to D when I went to the Western. And that Island. was it. And now, yeah, I still, I was still kind of an offensive guy. I was an offensive style defenseman for the most part in junior, my last few years, and then uh, in the minors, I, I was power yeah. play and penalty played in all situations. But no, there was no hat tricks. Never grabbed the hat. I, I had probably had. A, a I might have had a Gordie Howe. I think yeah, I had well one, that, one of those. I would see that, but I haven't. I don't know if I've seen what Jack Eichel did last night or yesterday afternoon before. Grab, go in yeah, to the bin the and grab a hat. So, you know, he we didn't probably do that. You'd just be looking for a free, free hat. hat. This yeah, is terrific. That, that's Dave. Though. But uh, he said after the game it was Bruce's idea. Go grab one, yeah, maybe start a little tradition. We yeah. can put it up in the trainer's room or somewhere in the locker room. And I guess Jack liked it because it's got laces, got like yeah. laces on the front. So pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty cool to, um, you know, to see him. I like that he was shooting. Yeah. Like you look at two of those goals, it was just getting the puck that yeah. I think Marsh so did a good job. On the one, the first one, taking away the eyes of Tarasov, I think just like kind of a little slash screen, just enough to, to freeze his eyes for a half second and it scores. And the other one just getting to that. And then the last one, a thing of beauty, just kind of sums up Jack Eichel, his speed, his reach, his ability in close to finish plays. So real good night for him, and he gets a hat on top of it. Yep, fourth of his career, goals 24, 25, and 26 to lead the Golden Knights to the win yesterday afternoon convincingly over the Columbus Blue Jackets. So uh, the Golden Knights with a road trip coming up. We will step aside before we do. Speaking of the hat trick, if you threw your hat on the ice for Eichel's hat trick yesterday, you might be in need of some new hardware. So here you go. Fans can get 10% off 47 brand hats at the Vegas at VegasTeamStore.com today or 20% off 47 brand hats at the Arsenal right here as we sit at City National Arena uh, the day after the Golden Knights hat trick, which is today. So there you go. Store hours, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. So if you need yourself a new chapeau, now is the time to do it. We will step aside, and uh, when we come back, we'll take a little bit closer look here at this road trip coming up for the Golden Knights. Three straight on the road through Western Canada against divisional opponents. That's after this on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Live from City National Arena, this is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Great to have you with us here as Dave Grosher and Shane Knighty continue along in Nighttime at Noon. The Golden Knights atop the West and atop the Pacific Division heading out on a three-game road trip. Before we get to the trip, Shane... Uh-oh. So, do you? So we're sitting in our studio yeah, where this, this is worth mentioning. Where a lot it's of incredible. work is done here, Studio Thirty One. So there's a pen hanging around here. So I just I happen to pick it up, and it says the chirp with Darren Millard. So he has his own pens for this junk, this podcast thing he does. Which I I guarantee I don't he, think anyone listens it, to that. Right? If you look at it. I think he it's taped on there. He wrote his name. It's just a regular pen, and chirp he created a label. Millard. 
Yeah. yeah, I think that's what happened. I think maybe one of his daughters would have done that. You said maybe it was a class in, project. In art class, yeah. the chirp with Darren Millard. <laughs> so I'm going to take it. it. It's an original. Yeah, so this is like a true collector's item, and it actually works. You'd figure yeah. it wouldn't work, or there'd be a problem with it, because it doesn't look like a very maybe, expensive item. Maybe you ordered item. a bunch of them. I yeah. don't know. But the chirp with Darren Millard, if you, you've you made it now if you get oh, your own pens. We can make your own pens. You're at the top pens. of your game right Holy there if you smokes. get a free pen with your name yeah. on it. We'll get, they're going to be back in here, by the way. So we had issues with yeah. AT&T. Um, in Denver, they had, unfortunately had a flood yeah. uh, in the studios that put a lot of commission here since uh, Christmas time. But they've been doing a lot of work there, and so therefore, Pre-post. the reason Mallard's been traveling yeah. and and we haven't really enjoyed that is that he's had to go on site. He's actually been fine. It's he's better, been good. better than we thought he would be. Yeah. Um, we give him a hard time. You yeah. do at least. <laughs> oh my heavens! <laughs> but. Uh, he will be in studio with Darren Elliott, yeah. so this road trip. Now, AT&T, they've got everything Great. sorted out, so they'll be back where we're sitting now in studio here uh, for this upcoming road trip. Speaking of the road trip, Shane, so the Golden Knights haven't seen the Canucks in a while. It's been a couple of months. They were up in Vancouver early. They came yeah. here, uh, I want to say in January. I was looking yeah. at it the other day and, um, and knocked off uh, the Golden Knights. So since then... A uh, coaching change, right? Bruce Boudreau out, Rick Tockett in. Uh, the Canucks have gone 13-8-2 under Rick Tockett, but lately, real good. They've won seven of their last eight, coming off a win in Anaheim last night. And some dangerous players, like Elias Pettersson, quietly put out a huge season. He's above 30 goals, 88 points. Kuzmenko's uh, been a great pickup for him. Uh, this game over from Russia, he's got... He's got a 30-goal season, and yep. J.T. Miller, then Quinn Hughes on the blue line. So, you know, I think what it is when you have a coaching change, it wasn't the smoothest coaching change we've no. seen in the, the history of the NHL with uh, Bruce Boudreau. We all know behind that it was uh, not handled properly, in my opinion. But that said, Rick Tockett comes in now. It's, you know, it's like anything else. These guys, you know, you're down in the dumps. Now a lot of these players, it's like, whew, they didn't take a deep breath. Everything feels fresh. They got a clean slate to start it with a new coach, and it's paid off. They, they've had a good run. So, yeah, you look at this road trip, so it starts in Vancouver. Not, nothing is guaranteed, and we, we talk about a lot. They find different ways to win games. Well, why do you need to do that? Well, they're going to face some different opponents. So this Vancouver team's kind of young. You don't know what you're going to see. The Flames, you better be ready for a physical, hard type game and then the Oilers you're dealing with uh, the highest end talent in the National Hike League and Connor McDavid who probably at that time will be at the 60 goal mark because he's at 58 right now and uh, just a tremendous historic season he's putting together but you're going to need to play different ways certainly you want to execute and try and you know put the will of your game over that opposition but at the same time there's going to be different adjustments as Bruce Cassidy talked about he's learning the west to learn the tendencies of the other team and how they want to play how their forecheck's going to look how the neutral zone how they defend certainly there's the base there but there's certain players that you you make adjustments with yeah the Golden Knights um, they won in uh, Vancouver earlier this year right and then the Canucks came here Got my uh, scribbles here. You've got a lot of. I got a uh, lot. Of, it's like I'm buying. A, nobody can read it, but like, you. I can't even read it. It's like I'm buying a house um, <laughs> with all this paperwork. Then the Canucks came here and knocked off uh, the VGK five to one um, back in January, I believe it was. So at the time, it was the most lopsided loss the Golden Knights had had that yeah, uh, that's, that's in changed. the season. But since uh, obviously changed with the the game against Calgary. But you know, and to your point, team uh, Shane, different styles, but also. Did you call me? It was kind of a combination between Shane and team and styles, something okay, like that. Was... But your name again? Yeah. Um, where you've got Vancouver that's out of it, right? Yeah. They're, they're out of it. 
but everyone kind of playing for something, right? And then you've got Those Calgary. Those teams are dangerous. Yeah. Calgary trying to stay in it, right? The yeah. Flames right now, uh, five, four points out. Four points behind Winnipeg, as you mentioned earlier. That seems like Winnipeg's just trying to give it to somebody else. Well, we'll ask Winnipeg if yep. it's easy. They played St. Louis Man, last night with a uh, yeah. goaltender playing his fourth ever game, yeah. and he shuts them out. So yeah, and then Edmonton, who's yeah. you know they're they'll, right there. They seem fine. I mean, they'll they'll be. It looks like one of the top three in the Pacific. You got Vegas at ninety two, L A at ninety, and and Edmonton at eighty six. Winners of three in a and row. And two right? game, like they play Edmonton on Saturday, and then back here, don't they? It's that right sounds away. right. Yes, something like that, that. Is, that is correct. So you talk about that swing, you know, how important those games are to try and push and keep, you know, Edmonton below you. And, uh, you know, it's all jockeying for position. There's no question about that. And, you know, the goal is to try and, you know, win the – you want to win the Western Conference. You want to have home ice. That said, and Bruce Cassidy mentioned this a few days ago when he was talking, he said, we're fine on the road. They are. They like, are. You get the playoffs, it's anybody's game. And uh, the reason you want, you know, you get in game seven scenario, I think, is where it's really valuable to have that home ice. But having been on the other side of things, I've seen pretty good game seven wins away from home. Yeah, yeah. There's one in Vancouver once, I remember, where we're going right now. Think of it every time I walk in the building. Every time we go back to Vancouver, I remember 2011, game seven. The sight of it. Um, You mentioned to me, uh, I think off TV the other day, but... It's worth, I think, uh, bringing it up. The Calgary Flames, you said to me, how is this team not yeah. in the playoff spot? Um, do you have an answer for that? Why are they not in the top eight right now? When well, you look at what they did to the Golden Knights the other night. Yeah, they're, they're a big team, big D. Uh, you know, I think Huberto's taken a long time to adjust to the team. Kadri's come in. You know, they've performed. I think the biggest thing is Markstrom's had an off year in net, right? There was one point where he... I can't repeat exactly what he said, but he basically said, I suck at hockey. Um, <laughs> there was a couple other words that he threw in there. And, you know, this is a guy who was number two for Vesna last year in voting. Like, yeah. he, he was he was a huge difference. And then I think, you know, obviously you lose Gaudreau and Kachuk, two big pieces. For Lindholm, now he's got to adjust to a whole new line. Um, so that takes a while. And, uh, you know, and, and Daryl Sutter. He's a demanding coach. It's new guys and trying to get them. But the scary thing about Daryl Sutter is he's been through this before, getting a team to just fit into playoffs in that eighth seed and then uh, having no problem taking them to raising the Stanley Cup. Of course, the 2012 Kings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it, when you look at it too, Shane, you mentioned, so that was you know the big move in the offseason, right? Huberto and Uyghur come to Calgary. Uh, Kachuk goes to Florida. Um, it does, you know, kind of change the makeup of your team. You, Sometimes you, it's not just plug and play, right? Yeah. You look at that line of Lindholm, Kachuk, and Gaudreau last year, the highest scoring line in hockey. Yeah. Now, the the teams they've gone to, Florida Panthers right now, President's Trophy winners last year, might not make it. They might. They're a point out. They're, they're on fire lately. Yeah, they've been better lately. Seven, two, and one in their last ten. They're a point behind Pittsburgh. Yeah. But they might not make it, and it's certainly within – the realm of possibility. I mean, Calgary, you know, four points with 12 games left. It doesn't sound like a lot, but when other teams, you get three-point games and everyone else is getting points, they might not make it either mm-hmm. after winning the Pacific. 111 points Handily last year. Last year. Yeah, yeah, handily last year. So, um, and then as you mentioned, the Oilers coming up on the, the last stop of the of the road trip and then the first game back here. Yeah. It's uh, a home-and-home. Home. Um, but the Oilers have picked it up. They've won three in a row. So, um 
It's uh, no soft touches here. No, on this road trip. Well, uh, we talked about the, the acquisitions of Golden Knights. These other teams have made the Oilers. I think Matthias Ekholm was a huge add for them to to bring yeah. in. They needed they needed a good steady blue liner. They got one in him. I think their goaltending still a question uh, with Jack Campbell. Evander Kane back in. I think he had a hat trick uh, his last game. So, yeah. you know, certainly the Oilers. They're they're still a top heavy team. But when you're you know, you're talking about top heavy team, when you're talking about the likes of Drysaddle and McDavid. It might, might be all you need. Top two scorers in the league, right? <laughs> McDavid, 58 goals and 134 points. Dreisaitl, 44 goals and 104 points. 27 power play goals. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. you want to definitely stay out of the box. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but it'll be a, a, a great test for the Golden Knights. Yeah. And, you know, you've mentioned this, Shane, and even uh, Bruce Cassidy's touched on this. It's you, you, you get into some of these what can be dangerous games when you play a Columbus, right? Maybe you play in Arizona this time of year. Yeah. Montreal was here recently. Um, Vancouver could be in yeah, that Vancouver. They're way they're, out of it, right? They're, they're just playing. They're, yeah. There's no pressure attached to it. There is in certain individual cases where they're trying to prove. And so that's the motivation right now is, you know, when you're at a playoffs, it, the, the management, the pro, pro scouting, the GM, the you know, everybody, the coaches is looking, okay, what do we have going for? What? Are you going to be? You know, a lot of these players want to prove that they're going to be part of the equation going forward. So, that's uh, that's pretty powerful motivation, and you, you know they're going to work each and every night. And you know, if they lose, it's not going to be the end of the world. They know they're done here in a month, but yeah. still, yeah. they've got that amount of games left to prove their worth. You know, and motivation, and and Bruce touched on this after the game last night. Um, he wasn't here, but a lot of these guys were here last year. They missed the playoffs. Right. You know, and they missed it for all sorts of reasons. But, you know, an opportunity to get back in and then see where it goes from there. But, you know, the Bruins, who clinched a playoff spot about two months ago, it seems <laughs> uh, the only one to officially do it just yet. But, you know, the Golden Knights have certainly put themselves in a heck of a spot. But, you know, now it's a combination of making sure they they finish on a good note. You know, I, where do you fall on the. I don't think teams can just turn it on once the playoffs start. No. You see teams stumble. You know, and I know it goes both ways. A team will go on in a heck of a playoff run, and they lose 6-7 in the regular season. I I don't know anything about anything. I think it's very difficult to, okay, well, now it's Tuesday and the playoffs start. Or am I, can teams, I, veteran teams do that? Does it I, depend? I, I think, you know, when you want to get there and once you're in playoffs, it's, we say, all the stats go away. Yeah. All the standings, yes, you're, you're slotted one, but that's all away. You, you figure every team that's in there, the 16 teams all feel they've got a chance getting to the yeah. playoff. And there's a new excitement that comes with that. It's kind of like you said, when a new coach goes, whatever, this is like the grind of the 82-game season, the regular season is over. You, all right, now it's it's kind of funny to say, okay, now it's the important time. <laughs> which, which it's <laughs> What about it's the other six this is, But that's it. This, yeah. is, this, is, this is what you play the game for. It's like, yeah, you just went through this mental and physical grind for 82 games just to get to the point where you want to be that's fun. Yeah. And that's what it is. So I think it's beneficial to that you know the go in playing well and feeling good about your game. I think that that helps. But I don't know if it necessary is you know a, a, if you kind of slump or tum, you know stumble going in. It, it's almost easier to reset. You're like, all right, we're in. Let's let's go. Yeah. So you're saying it doesn't mean jack squat. 
pretty much. I think it depends on the team. On the team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah which I could, I could see that for sure. One more segment to go here, nighttime at noon with Dave and Shane. A quick reminder for you, the Foley Food and Wine Society was created to celebrate three of Bill and Carol Foley's greatest passions, world-class wines, exceptional cuisine, and magnificent travel destinations. Members of the society will have access to an entire portfolio of properties around the world and have the exclusive opportunity to join like-minded individuals who seek experiences with the finer things in life. So check it out today for free online, foleyfoodandwinesociety.com. Dave Gosher, Shane Knighty, nighttime at noon, one final segment to go. We'll take a look around the NHL. We've already kind of previewed the Golden Knights road trip. We visited with head coach Bruce Cassidy. Take a look around uh, what's happening in the NHL here. Down to the short strokes, about three weeks to go in the regular year. That's coming up next on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to nighttime at noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas. You know, we mentioned, Shane, some of the best teams in the league since the All-Star break, and the Golden Knights tie for the most wins since uh, the break. They have 14. They've gone 14-3-2. and two. If you look at win percentage-wise, now this was going into yesterday, the L.A. Kings yeah. at 794. They were 12-2-3, and three, including a nine-game point streak. They play tonight at home against Calgary. So um, a chance there for the, the Kings to it's try to put. game coming up between the Golden Knights and Kings. They meet yes. one more time, too. That's, yeah. You talk about. Uh, you think Jonathan Quick plays that game? Oh. <laughs> How great would that be? I, I, but you can't make this crap no. up. Imagine that. Um, but, yeah, the L.A. Kings, the Golden Knights have been real good since the break. Top two teams in the league since the break, the Kings and the Golden Knights. Uh, so, L.A., if you're uh, you know so inclined, watching uh, some other games tonight or at least taking a peek at some scores, the Kings and the Flames will play tonight. Then, of course, the Golden Knights are in Calgary on, uh, on Thursday. Uh, taking a peek at some other things around the league, and we were just on this road trip, Shane, through the East, mostly the East, um, and bad news for the Carolina Hurricanes with oh. Andre Sveshnikov, right? He's just had a terrific season. Got banged up the game before they played Vegas. Um, we were watching some of the highlights, and he didn't look, yeah, right. Didn't look right. He limped St- off a couple of yeah. shifts in that game. <clears throat> Stayed in the game. Comes back and really gets injured. Looks like an ACL injury for him. And When you man. think of that team, Sveshnikov, patch ready, out. Yeah. And yeah. they didn't make any move. You know, you talk about the... The benefits, and you know, how do you, you don't know this is going to happen, but didn't make a significant move at the deadline, which could have helped. Yeah. You know, still a very good team, and they're going to be dangerous, but uh, certainly not as lethal as they were without uh, Svechnikov not in the lineup. 23 goals this year, 30 last year. You know, you mentioned Max Pacioretty, who tore the same Achilles twice, came back, played a handful of games. He's done for the season. So, uh, and yet, a Carolina team that has led that Metro division for a good chunk of the year. The Devils, the Devils had that stumbled. great start. Yeah, yeah. They've stumbled as a late. Young team, though, but uh, not much seems to bother that team. You know, they're going to stumble, but they're, they they play a fast game. It's uh, And the Rangers are rolling. Yeah, the East, uh, Boston, you, you thought they were going to stand. Uh, you always wonder, is Boston, you know, when you hear that you said they've clinched. Okay, do they, you know, do they start resting guys? Do they maybe, you know, that's the team I think maybe comes off their game. Well, what they, they won 7 nothing against Buffalo yesterday. So, obviously, yeah. they're not slowing down that much. Hey, how about uh, how about the Rangers? You see the Rangers yesterday? Yeah. They were up 6 nothing in the first period against Nashville. Wasn't that after they hammered Pittsburgh the day before? Yeah. Same deal? They were up 5 nothing in 10 minutes yesterday. 
and ended up winning it. I think it was was it six nothing in the finals. Well, everybody's wondering, can yeah. you know, are are you going to be able to make the chemistry work there? Tarasenko, Patrick Kane coming in, some huge, uh, you know, players, and they already have the Zibanejad, the Panarins, the Criders, guys that, but. It seems to work. It, again, it did take a little. Took bit, a little though. while, yeah. but uh, certainly seems to be in full flight right now. Some of the the scores yesterday. You mentioned Boston blows out Buffalo seven zip. Rangers seven nothing. Golden Knights seven to two over Columbus. Yeah, Rangers are, was seven nothing. The day before, um, the Rangers. So they had back to back blowout wins. Uh, they blew out Pittsburgh. Yeah. The, so what? The day before, Pitt, do you think Pittsburgh like I don't that know. window of that team? You know, the Crosby, the Latang, the yeah. Malkin. Day before it was six nothing Rangers over yeah. Pittsburgh. I, I'll tell you what, I I I I wonder if Pitts. Here's the thing: they made a decision in the off season to keep the band together. Yeah. Crosby's already signed, but they decided to keep Latang and keep Malkin. Um, extended, I think Brian Rust was yeah. part of that too. Um, risky, right? No, I guess the other option is you decide the window's closed. Um, but you're talking about generational players, right? In in Malkin and Latang. Yeah. They decided to keep them all. It went down to the wire with Malkin, right? There was there was talk he was going to go somewhere else. Um, you wonder if it's run its course. What is it, 16 years? So they haven't missed since Crosby's rookie year, yeah. which was 0506. So you're talking, what, 16 years in a row they've made it. Uh, if it ended today, they're in. They're barely in. They would face Boston in the first round. Right, that would be the, the number. Surprised. Yeah, that would be the, uh, the matchup, right? The Bruins are going to take on the second wildcard team. That could change. I mean, Pittsburgh's got a one-point lead on Florida right now uh, for that second wild-card spot. I don't know I don't know if the goaltending hangs in there yeah. with Jari and DeSmith. And, yeah. It, it, and I said, that's a team that's been in there year after yeah. year for so long. But haven't – and, look, anybody would take back-to-back cups, right, yeah. 16 and 17. They haven't really done anything since no. then. Right, it's been quick exits. I think the first round, maybe every year, almost every year since then. Um, so yeah, there's it's gonna be tough that East. You know, Toronto and Tampa are already pre-scouting each other for uh, for the postseason. Well, that's the it, it. It it floors me, but it's just it's great for the league, right? The only thing that's pretty much set is Toronto, Toronto Tampa. Tampa. That's pretty much a guaranteed. Whoever's gonna have home ice, and right sure. now the Leafs that's have a the three-point yeah. lead. Yeah, right. Other than that. You know, the, for the longest time, it looked like Carolina was going to win the Metro. Well, not so fast. Jersey's only a point behind them. So we thought for the longest time it would be the Devils and the Rangers. It would be a great matchup, right, that yeah. rivalry in the first round. Might happen, might not. Could be Carolina and the Rangers. Um, and in the West, same deal. Yeah. Um, there's no, there's nothing, nothing set. set. Nothing. There is. There has been a little bit of separation. You've got, you know, Winnipeg with a four-point lead on Calgary, Nashville, Amazingly, is only five. Got rid of all their players, but they got games in hand. Yeah, but that you know, and and sometimes we you know, Golden Knights saw it last year. That can be a huge help for teams. But you get into that four out with twelve to play for Calgary. But it sounds like a lot, but it's two games. You win a couple of games. Winnipeg continues to kind of falter here, and uh, that could be it pretty quick. But anyway, um, we thank once again Bruce Cassidy for joining us. Great time to catch up with the head coach, his team, and first place in the West down to the final dozen games of the regular year, all against the West. Big three-game road trip coming up, Shane. We've, We've got to get to the plane. Got to head to the got to head to the bird here and uh, head up to Western Canada. We thank you for joining us. Watch us on the TV sets, AT and T Sportsnet. This whole road trip through Vancouver, Calgary, and Edmonton. We'll talk to you next time on Fox Sports Las Vegas.